pranced. <laughs> I'm just pranced the revolution. Gold flea the man. Yeah. <laughs> God. Gold flea the man. Gold flea the man who. <laughs> Digging, 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 digging. Take charge of your financial destiny. Open your hearts and your bite red profit books and turn to chapters one, one section. It's chapter two. Chapter two. Page 19. Page 19. Taking charge of your financial destiny. Taking charge of your financial destiny. Please open your hearts and your books. We're going to start with a passage from the richest man in Babylon. Gold flees the man who would force it to impossible earnings or who follow, followeth the alluring advice of tricksters mm. and schemesters. Mm. Preach. Who, who would trust. <laughs> trusted trust to their to own, own understanding. Yep, who would trust it to his own inexperience and, and romantic desires in investment. Yes, preach. Let, let's get that one more time. Please, please, please put it up on the big screen so the congregation can All see right. it. <laughs> Gold flees the man who would force it to impossible earnings or who followeth the alluring advice of tricksters and schemers mm. or who trust it to his own inexperience and romantic desires in investment. But that last part, that last part, <laughs> that last part is is is, is will get you every time. Get you, you know who uh, who who trust it to their own romantic desires. Exactly. Everybody thinks that they can take their dollar and turn it into in the into a million bucks. And I like it, man. It's, uh, it says uh, following the advice of tricksters and schemers, man. Following the advice of tricksters and schemers, and you know, and 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 I think that's that's relevant today. Yeah. You know, for the simple fact that, you know, every week there's a new guru, you know? Yep. And, um, you know, it's like, where, you know, who do you, where do you, where do you, you know, who do you follow? Who do you, you know, who's, who's really giving you the, the truth? Who's really a brand or, you know, who's really a practitioner? Exactly. And, you know, it's kind of, it's, it's, it's hard these days because, you know, just, you know, the, the ability to, uh, you know, you know, to, uh, to create illusions, you know, with, uh, you know, with technology and all the things that people have at their disposal these days, you know, we, what was that? I forgot we were reading that magazine. We were, we've seen something. Which one was it? We were, I don't know where we were, but it was like, now you can rent <clears throat> and be on a plane. Right. And make it look like you're, you know, you're on your oh, own yes, private plane. Yes. Yes. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of Instagrammers now that are renting private jets for photo shoots. But they're, yeah, but they're, this wasn't even a jet. This right. was it's like a, a prop. A, a prop. Yeah. Yeah. You could just exactly. go sit down and, you know, it's, yep. yeah, it's getting out of control. You just really don't know, you know. Tricksters and schemers. Tricksters and schemers. Richest man Babylon was, you know. Absolutely, man. They were, you know, yeah, they were they were speaking on it uh even way back when. So yeah, man, it's <sighs> yeah. Let's get into the word. <laughs> Let's get into the word, man. Well, hey, thank you for being here, B, once again on the Buy It Rent and Profit Podcast, brother. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. By the block. By the block. You got the book in your hand, so I, I see yeah, the Freudian yeah, slip. Exactly. I'm like, I what? see the Freudian slip. The, the, <laughs> the buy it. Oh man, the by the block pro- the, the, podcast. The, yeah, the, 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 that that book. <laughs> let me see that book. So Absolutely. everybody on on on, on Facebook is 
this book holds a lot of power. Exactly. So when you hold this book in your hand, you see it, 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 it starts to manifest itself through your, you know, it, you start talking, you start speaking by exactly. it, minute profit. I mean, you can't help. This book is in the U.S. Library of Congress, people. The U.S. Library of Congress. Yep. Yeah, I'll yeah. say no more about that book. You have to excuse the slip. I probably have about 40 copies sitting in my house, man. So you and me both. <laughs> all and the me both. all the books that we be giving away. We give away, yeah. So yeah. We I gotta give kinda... more away. We gotta get we gotta get out there to the schools, man. We gotta exactly. get, to, get this book into the into the into you know exactly the hands of the youth. So um So yeah, let me let me uh let me start that again then. I wanna welcome you guys to the by the block podcast, by the block with Brian Chavis, where we do teach you how to buy it, rent it, and profit. And, right. um, you know, we got Brian Chavis here once again. Good to be home. We're back in the studio. Exactly. Thursday. Once again, we say this every Thursday. It's Thursdays. It comes comes quick. Yeah. Comes quick. And uh, today, uh, what I wanted to talk about was um, you've been um, taking a look at a huge portfolio in St. Pete. Yeah. And so in your book, you talk about taking charge of your financial destiny. One of the things is the importance of having systems in place. And so you went out to the property and you did what you call a pre Due diligence, correct. And we hear about due diligence, but what's 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 up what's with the, the pre? pre? Yeah, yeah right. tell me more about that, man. You know that's a that's a great question, and you know, um, the pre due diligence really is is it it uh, it has a lot to do with my with 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 my lack of a knowledge and understanding. Okay, so if you've read by it, read it, profit, you know I have a certain criteria of apartment buildings that I like. Right. Okay, it's pitched roof, concrete block. No older than, you know, 1980 build, whatever. Correct. But what happens when the market, you know, does? you have to play the hand that, you know, I think I said that in the video yesterday, you have to play the hand that's dealt to you. Mm-hmm. So what happens when the market doesn't have that type right. of, of asset? But you need to be in that particular market. So for me, it's more about being in the market because, you know, this just falls back on on, on, on the teachings of the buy it, rent it, profit. Yep. Is... I've never bought buildings. Mm. I'm buying demographics and psychographics. I'm right. buying something that my prospect tenants would rent. Right. So my focus is not the building. My focus is actually the prospect tenant. Mm. So this proves my theory that I'm that basically that, you know, I am who I, it shows this is why I'm a practitioner. Right. Because I'm not, we're just not here regurgitating stuff. We've gotten at some kind of, seminar or read some books and now we're doing a podcast and we're because we love real estate this is what we do this is who i am exactly and this is my point is that if i bought buildings then i could i have a set criteria and i'm out buying buildings but this this is why i tell you i'm not i've never bought a building i'm buying it based real estate for me is understanding the multifamily industry like i do because i come from the multifamily industry i'm a student of the you know of, of the of the industry it's understanding that this business is about demographics and psychographics of your prospect tenant. And so when you've identified who your prospect tenant is going to be, then you figure out the housing that fits those needs. Mm-hmm. And then you go find, you know, the assets that, 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 are, that, 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 you know, that fit those, those, the demographic and psychographic that you identified those needs. And so in the case of downtown St. Petersburg, Florida, you're not going to find, you know, I found park plaza and there's been a few others that, you know, we've put a bid in, we lost, but, you know, you're not going to find a lot of that concrete block garden style type asset. Mm. So you have to kind of play the hand that's dealt. Right. And the hand that's dealt are these older wood frame homes. Okay. 
And so it forces me to bring in more expertise to the due diligence process because my scope, my understanding is limited right. with that type of product. So I'm bringing in project manager, big shout out to Joe Ebanks, cash man, who comes in and lends his expertise from the wholesaling and flipping and rehab side, you know, what do you, that's flipped a lot of those yep. bungalows and, you know, and, 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 and deals with those older homes, uh, wood frame homes, bringing him in, bringing the contractors in, understanding, you know, what type of ADA compliances if I rehab this unit, am I forced to rehab it up to code? There's a lot of things that, tr- that, that you know what I mean, that, that so you have to do a pre-due diligence before you get involved. So I kind of have an idea and understanding, you know, maybe I don't pursue the entire portfolio. Maybe I only pursue certain pieces of this portfolio based upon the information that I'm getting back. So before I get too hot and heavy with a full-out due diligence, maybe I figure out a way to, you know, uh, to tweak the portfolio or maybe my offering or, you know, uh, put together my team a little right, differently. Right. Um, this team might be a little bit more top heavy with contractors and maintenance technicians than it normally would be on a regular brick, you know, pre 1980 build. Exactly. You know, pitch roof. So, well, I love it, man. I mean, this is why you talk about the importance of systems on page 19 in your book. Um, and like it says, you know, in, even in the richest man in Babylon, this is a book that's written in, I don't even know when AD, um, you know, Forcing impossible earnings following the alluring advice of tricksters and schemers. Correct. Um, what, what would you say are some of the, uh, the alluring advice of tricksters and schemers can you find in investing in multifamily deals? So I know you're getting things like OMs from other companies and so on and so forth. Um, how, can you, how can someone get fooled and well, be kind um, of seduced into yeah, And this, and, you know, uh, you're probably not going to deal with as many tricksters. Right. Um, you know, with multifamily, you know, or schemers, right? What you're dealing with are salespeople. Mm. So, um, and some could be as, you know, as you know, category has as tricksty or, right. or tricksters or screamers, schemers. But you know, you know, they at a whole, the industry, especially when you're dealing with multifamily institutional grade assets, you're really dealing with professionals, exactly. And so, as a whole, the industry is really, really, you know. You know, insulated with some great, you know, you got CBRE and Marks and Mills, you have right. Franklin Street. You're dealing with a lot of, you know, highly skillful individuals, not so much tricksters and schemers. Right. However, you are dealing with a salesperson. Right. And, you know, by definition, the way I was taught coming up, salespeople want to make money from you. So anytime someone wants to make money from you, you know, you have to consider and take their advice with a, a with a grain of salt. Right. So, you know, you have to, you know, you know, you have to do your research. Um, you know, you have to do your own research. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you, you, you don't want to go in with just, you know, their understanding of the broker's pro forma. And, the, you know, because the broker's pro forma is going to, you know, it's going to be it's going to be skewed towards the seller. And, you know, it's going to you know, typically, you know, where they, um, you know, where 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 the, the question marks are are in the property taxes and, uh, you know, typically, you know, what it takes to operate it, you know, per unit maintenance-wise, vacancy rates, things like that. So typically those are the areas where you'll see the inconsistencies. Um, and if you're not doing your own homework and you're just taking everyone for their, you know, for the gospel truth, mm-hmm. this is where, you know, you'll back yourself into a deal and, uh, 
you know, and this is where, you know, you, you, you'll have issues. You know, oh, this property is not operating the way the, the pro forma said on the, you know, you know, on, on Monday when you show up with the keys and it's right. your, now, now it's your show. You're like, oh, wait a minute. You know, these, you know, these vacancies are slightly higher than what I underwrote. So, you know, you just have to understand where, you know, where the discrepancies are. That's why I say, you know, when it comes to underwriting, mm -hmm. to me, people think the most important part of underwriting is really understanding how to underwrite. Uh, and that's important, having the right model. Right. You know, because a lot of models out there that you can buy online, you know, but the vast majority of those models are garbage, to be honest with you. They're not calculating the IR correctly. Uh, discount rates you know they're not really factoring the, the, the big picture you know right. if they're not if there's no budgeting module in there built in waterfall structure built in if it's not properly calculating IRR if there's no um, way that you can you know factor in discount rates and things of other opportunity or like investments and compare them side by mm -hmm. side then you know then, then then you know in my opinion the model may be lacking very important to understand the underwriting process and having the good tools. Right. You know, carpenters really only as good as good as their tools. Right. Um, but for me, you know, what I bring to the table, I feel like you know, um, the underwriting process is you know that I bring is that I can't be fooled in that process because I'm approaching it from an operator standpoint. Mm -hmm. So for me, the most important skill set um, as a syndicator or an investor is being to have that have that knowledge of a property manager right you know i think that's the most important because you can't be fooled in your underwriting when you actually know what it takes to operate that property from a from a, you know from the operational boots on the ground uh perspective hey that makes sense um well so in the book as well it talks about having romantic desires of investments um you submitted an om um earlier this week with a uh, cash on cash return of around 6.8 i believe mm -hmm. and some people would look at that and say man, that's, you know, I, I got all this money. I can get a 12% return on something else. I mean, speak to that, man. I mean, what's, what's the difference? Well, and if you can, please hit me to it. I'm, I'm, I'm all in with you. Yeah. With that 12% return. But what, you know, and we were, I was in a very private uh, event last night that yeah. was really only for a specific set of individuals where Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac were actually in the room. Yeah. Um, you know, wasn't supposed to be filming, but I, I filmed a little bit of it on Facebook. <laughs> uh, big shout out right now. From, you know, a shout out to our, our live stream. Uh, people uh, chiming in from Facebook. Greg, TB Rhea. Big Absolutely. shout out to the TB Rhea family. Uh, TB Rhea family. So I wanted to do that. But, um, but yeah, so we're in this private meeting with, you know, investors. If you haven't spent over $5 million in the last year or so, you, 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 you aren't invited. Mm -hmm. um, and... That topic came up with a lot of the investors, other investors in the room. And so it's like, you know, you have to understand when someone says I have an investment and I'm getting 12 percent, I'm getting 8 percent, I'm getting 9 percent. Anytime you're getting an, an, an oversized return, mm -hmm. there's risk associated with it. OK, so for me as a syndicator. There's a set of there's a bit of salesmanship involved with this is I'm not selling i'm not out there looking for high cash on cash return right i foresee a softening in the market coming we have an election coming up we have a lot of uncertainty we have tariffs we have you know trade wars we have wars in general um a lot of uncertainty you know continuously dropping interest rates that might find themselves sub three percent um a lot of uncertainty in the market. So for me, 
I'm focusing on risk diverse investments mm-hmm. that are not going to throw off a ton of cash flow, but what they are going to give you for where they lack possibly in cash on cash return. And let's keep, let's, let's, let's understand that just because you might be lacking in cash on cash return doesn't mean I can't make that up on the appreciation Correct. of the asset or straight line depreciation and all kind of other, you know, tricks of the trade that, uh, you know, that, that real estate uh, offers. Of course. But just staying with that, Focus of oh I can you're only offering seven percent I can get twelve percent elsewhere, that mindset, yeah but you know we're in a core market so when the market does change you know what areas and what demographics you think going to be able to bounce back the quickest mm-hmm. and typically if you're saying I'm getting twelve percent cash on cash return you're probably somewhere on the outskirts of a core market, from which guess what when the downturn happens or there's a softening in the market right. your pro- your prospect tenants demographics are going to be the first to be hit. Hours, wages are going to be cut back, you know. So, you know, delinquencies are going to go up. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, are you hitting those target preps that you have as a syndicator? Probably not. So, you know, at the end of the day, this is is chess. It's not checkers. Absolutely. Unfortunately. So, you know, there's some, you know, there's a ton of strategy behind this. And that's why I'm always preaching property management. It's, you know, it's because... As a property manager, you understand this. Any property manager listening to this podcast understands that it's the, the buck stops, starts and stops with the with the tenant. Right. That's where the income comes from. An empty stable stays clean, but there's no income in empty stables. King Solomon said that. Richest man who ever lived to date. <laughs> All right. Since we're on this yeah. richest man in Babylon, let's Absolutely. take take it back to 2000 years. It, these principles are the same. Empty stables stay clean, but there's no income in empty stables. So you can have an apartment complex, but if it's empty, you're not collecting rent. Or there's tent worse, there's horses in the stable, mm. and they ain't paying income. They're dirtying up the stable, <laughs> smelling up the stable, you know, and, it, there's, and they're not producing income. Right. So I can have an apartment complex and fill it up. There's a big difference between economic vacancy and, 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 and physical vacancy. So, you know, just because you got people in the unit, if they're not paying rent, you know, you're not you're not collecting income. Oh, that that makes perfect sense. So, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, don't be romanticized by those high returns because you're going to need a whole nother set of systems in place, you know, to, to correct all those problems. That is correct. Yeah. Be careful. You know, oh, yeah, I get a higher return. Be careful because higher return means just more risk. Exactly. So and if you can get that higher return and, and, and you're willing to risk, um, that's fine. But, you know, the, the you know. Again, it falls back on where are you, you know, for me, the investors and the money that I'm raising, right. you know, it, the investors are not really hurting for cash. You know, mm-hmm. these are high net worth individuals. Yep. What they look for is, 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 is stability, efficiency. Right. And when you talk IRR, you talk efficiency because that is the measure of IRR is if I put money into a project, how efficient is that project in getting my money back? Exactly. If you want to talk IIR, and a lot of people, you know, they, they dance around this. Yep. Because a lot of people don't know, you know, hey. how to articulate IIR. Why don't you give it to us? So I just did. <laughs> In a nutshell, if you if I give you an investment, okay, yep. if you have two investments, right. we can have two investments, right? Me and you both put $250 in those investments, Correct. right, over a 10-year period. They both would give a 17% IRR, and I'm just throwing a number yeah, out. Let's just say it gives a 17% IRR. Investment one gives you 150 every year. Mm. 
for 10 years and then 1500 at the end of 10 years. Okay. Okay. Investment two gives you nothing for 10 years, but then 250,000 right. at the end of 10 years. Our IRRs can be both the same. Correct. 17%. Yeah, true. But are they, are they the same? No. They're considerably, no, exactly. not even close. One's giving you $1,500, one's giving you $250,000, but they both show a 17% IRR because they both show the, it's a measure of efficiency. They're both saying they're, they're efficient at right. giving you your money back. Right. So the point is, is that IRR is about measurement of efficiency. So you need other calculations like cash multiple, net present value. You, there's other, you know, and then when you're talking about multifamily, you're talking about cap rates and, and cash on cash returns. But there are other measures more than just one to be able to show, you know, how efficient something is. So you're really looking at it from various different perspectives. So when you're talking about getting involved with portfolios and apartment buildings, you know, even someone like me, you're having to do pre-due diligence. You're having to do certain things, you know, to be able to to um, to evaluate the asset properly. Right. So, I mean, this comes back to you taking charge of your financial destiny. Um, you're not supposed to just rely on the, the paperwork that you get from the broker or, you know, the, the numbers that you hear from the actual apartment owner thinking that it's worth a certain amount of dollars. Um, you have to do your work. You have to do your Absolutely. own research. Absolutely. How does one get this type of education, being able to work alongside you, B? Um, you know, I know we have multifamily matrix, so... Um, tell us more about that. Um, we just had a young lady join us, uh, Madeline, which is exciting. She's interested and in, she's going to be growing her portfolio to 50 units in, uh, in 2020. Um, you know, tell us more about the multifamily matrix and how people can gain that knowledge. Yeah. The multifamily matrix to me is, you know, is, is, is developed to, uh, you know, to really do what we're doing now is really to, uh, you know, to, to help individuals, uh, you know, strategically grow themselves as individuals, level up, um, develop themselves um, in the in the fields of property management, asset management, you know, syndication. Um, you know, it, it, the matrix is to me, it's it's the most, you know, this is the place to grow. It's the place to, if you really want to learn about this industry from practitioners, yep. this is where you, you know, it's it's where you want to be. Absolutely, and we're having a lot of fun inside the matrix. We've been adding more and more courses. Um, each week we do coaching sessions. We keep adding those into the into the system as well. So it's just it's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So uh, we definitely invite you guys to join us. Go to brianchavis.com forward slash matrix. Uh, once again, that's brianchavis.com forward slash matrix. And you can get started and work with us each week. We have weekly group coaching. We have software and systems, training on marketing, all of your forms, apartment analyzers, you name it. And uh, we're here to help Due you reach diligence your goals. Due diligence Since we're on that exactly. subject matter, you know. Exactly. Yeah, I'll probably shoot a quick video again yeah. of the whole checklist of the due diligence. But how do you put together your team? Correct. So understanding how to put together your team. And again, understanding your team and the complexity of your team is constantly changing depending on the type of portfolio or type of investment that you're looking at. Exactly. So, you know, I mean, just again, you know, the, the knowledge is, 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 is key. Exactly. Well, uh, we've got some work to get to, man. So uh, once again, B, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast, brother. Absolutely. And I look forward to speaking with you next week, man. And uh, take care of yourself. See you guys next week.